RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. We are live for a Tuesday night edition. Excited to connect. Looking forward to finding out what's on your radar. What have you guys been keeping an eye on? And as always, for those that are new to the community, want to welcome you. Feel free to let me know where you're watching from via the chat, as well as when the phone lines open up. 313-462-0027 is the number to call and let your voice be heard because this is the People's Talk Show. So um, let me see. I got a couple things worth touching on. Uh, but yet within the last hour, especially once we disconnected from last night's live stream, uh, I saw an article and it immediately triggered some thoughts that I wanted to follow up with you guys tonight. Because if you start to connect some of the pieces of the puzzle together, it really makes me question things even more. And then as I look at all these refugees that's being scattered all across the planet and they're being sent to nations predominantly the G10 nations that are um, going through financial and economic issues. So it only helps governments to accept and welcome in foreigners because it allows them to also create more additional funding to help the welfare state programs that they've set up. But then again, I was always thinking, and I'm leading to something. I was always thinking, given the fact we're entering into a complete demolishing of our economy as a social structure, political structure, you name it, as we're witnessing more countries around the world locked down, the threat of another lockdown here in the U.S., whether it be on a federal level or state by state, is still something I believe that they would like to execute. But yet it'd be hard to do that, given the fact that we are the last standing nation of which we, meaning the people, hold a, a, a large amount of firearms. And so what better way to probably create a narrative, a fake narrative, of course, on how it's time for the government to step up pressure on gun owners, all the stuff like that outside of what they've already been doing. But other than having some foreigners infiltrate into our country, causing chaos, causing issues and basically speeding up that process of the government feeling that they need to get involved in the uh, the, the gun issue because they can't completely do what they want to do while guns are still in the hands of the American people. And so I want to talk about the night, talk about that tonight as well as a couple other things. So uh, kind of a long winded intro, but some thoughts that came to mind, because I want to put together some pieces that I think kind of make sense. And I'm curious to get your thoughts. But anyway, for those that are checking in, hit the thumbs up button, share your support for the channel. And as always, if we have any new people here, definitely click that subscribe button uh, and join us and welcome to the community. So I'll thumb through some people who checked in via the uh, chat and then I will do a little maintenance on my side and then jump into five, six, seven different articles real quickly, then open up the phone lines and let you guys call in and share what's on your mind. And so let me know uh, via thumbs up if the sound is good. Hopefully we don't have any more audio issues like we did before. That was a pain in the butt. But anyway, let's keep moving. So I'll go through the ch uh, chat real quick. Acknowledge a couple of people for taking time to bless us with their presence. We got JoJo. We got Eben B. Uh, we got the New York Rednet checking in. We got Solo. We got Rusty. Uh, we got Bougie Prepper. Uh, low Blood Pressure. Let me see. We got uh, Elias Jones. We got Jay. We got Inspector Jason S400. Uh, let me see. We got Daryl checking in from Bloomington, Indiana. We got the Restless Native. We got Terrence Griffin checking in. Uh, let me see. We got Nick. All right. Keep it moving. Real quick. We got James checking in. Says, fully trusting in Jesus Christ. 100. New Church of Philadelphia with Dubs checking in. We got Mike Bruce, Will Smith checking in. Bo Kane. Okay. Fair amount of people here. Appreciate you for blessing with your presence. So I actually titled this 
uh, live stream. And of course, we're going to go to different subjects. As always, it's no talk show unless you have people to talk to. So feel free to chime in any topics, any subjects in the chat that you guys want to touch on uh, in regards to what we're all experiencing. I'll definitely try to you know jump on those and pull up some articles if need be. But will the Afghan refugees be released to run free in the USA? And this is stemming from an actual article that I shared immediately following our live stream. And so it was, uh, I'll go right to my screen here, jump into some articles. And so this was uh, posted last evening, right after the live streams when I saw it, because it was done on Fox 2, which is a Detroit news source. But it says the Pentagon to resettle, resettle 22,000 Afghan refugees seeking asylum after the Taliban takeover. And so if you read through this a little bit, it just gives you some more details as to where they're actually trying to relocate them to. And it says uh, uh, to create additional capacity to support refugee lo relocation in the USA, including temporary sites, temporary. So look at the wording, temporary sites under assessment at Fort, Fort Bliss, Texas and Camp McCoy in Wisconsin. And so we've had prior experiences where. We've been infiltrated by refugees, of course, who would not want to come to what has been labeled the greatest land uh, on the earth. But in this current environment, we are not in the best position to really be taking on other nations problems, regardless of events that unfolded in those nations. <clears throat> Even though, as last night, I laid out a good case as to why the U.S., it's in the, it was in the U.S.'s best interest to turn over the keys to China and let China do what they do. The best way to make it look natural is to pull out at an alarming pace and then let the Taliban Taliban take over and uh, restructure themselves and basically take over the country. And now the Taliban's meeting with China and they're about to whatever, whatever. OK, but here's the biggest issue of one, one of many. Let me know your guys thoughts. But yet amongst these refugees and I've watched a couple different videos of planes leaving. And actually, let me uh, pull something up here. Uh, there are some some tweets out there. And so if you look at some of these planes and I'm not sure if these are the planes that they're you know, referring to, if these are, you know, these are just regular aircraft carriers. But you have all these men, all these men crowding to get on this plane to exit. Now, once again, as we mentioned last night, a lot of this stuff here is, is being set up in a stage because whoever's shooting camera, they're shooting this for social media. And then the fact you got. The social media sphere is very friendly towards everything coming out, back, coming out of Afghanistan to keep our attention. But yet, if this plane actually took off, it is only men. What looks like younger men, give or take, you know, militant ready slash people who are very pissed at the United States of America for having ransacked their country for the last 20 years type men. And so it's good to say, and I, and I don't think you have to be too much of a far left field conspiratorial type of guy to think that how much. Or how many people would you say would be uh, loyal uh, employees, affiliates or believers in the whole Taliban, you know, model, mantra, whatever it is, whatever their mission statement is. How many people you think in that crowd actually support the efforts by the Taliban to basically get back at? And as they say, they chant death to America. How many people you think is on that plane? heading towards the U.S. right now that has a deep-rooted hate for this country and would love to see nothing but the worst done to this country because of their pain issues as well as I'm sure they probably get a little compensation as well. But then again, you have 
22,000. And that was just a number we were told last night. And of course, there's going to be a lot more. But you just look at what's happening below, beneath the, uh, the border, where we've had thousands, not, you know, we, who actually knows the actual count of individuals that have come up across the border and the progressive liberal democratic, even, even some Republicans, they have not really done a good job of trying to push back and to basically hold out foreigners because of concerns of just the, the terror terrorist type of stuff that they're trying to set us up for. So long winded stuff here, but what I want to get to basically out of all these refugees seeking asylum, it's good to say a, a good portion of these young men, because I've never seen a plane with women and children. I've just seen planes with men, all young, healthy looking men. And I would, I would imagine that they are they are they're operatives for the Taliban slash their government trained people coming to this country. And if they're going to be uh, being having temporary residency in Texas and in Minnesota, at some point it says temporary, which means they're going to let them go. Or let them, they're going to release them into the public, release them back into this country because they're not going to let them go back home. So we're going to have probably 100,000 plus Afghanistan individuals probably here for no good. And I say all that because one of the things that concerns me is that amongst all this intentional distractions that's been thrown our way, been thrown our way, a lot of it has an underlying objective and it's to further create chaos within this country here. And so this country, the the people who are trying to put together this entire pandemic, they can't fully execute that as long as the American populace is still heavily armed. And so we've already been given the narrative of the concerns this upcoming 9-11 timeframe, as well as this upcoming September, this fall. And they're alert for, as they've said, domestic and you know radical and anti-government and all those words they've used to paint people who would literally, literally be considered libertarian slash patriots slash people who just love their country and and want to choose to opt out. But they're not being given an option to opt out of this. So what does that mean? If you flood this country full of people who have nothing but hate and disdain for the American way, it's only natural that there's going to be clashes in communities throughout this country. But you better believe that they're going to be infiltrated themselves with ah, government or certain agencies within this country, giving them instructions and, and providing amnesty for them individuals to be able to do and reign freely, causing chaos and pain. And I wouldn't be surprised if those individuals end up somehow, some way, I would imagine. And this is just me. This is me going far left field. Hopefully I'm wrong. But these individuals will be the ones in the streets and doing some terrorist style activity within this country. And they're going there, meaning the government agencies here in the U.S. will use those examples and use those individuals as ways of saying that the anti-establishment, the, the, the anti-government, the, the anarchists and all those labels that they've given patriots, they're going to blame them. They're going to blame that on that crowd and what they're going to do. They're going to use that as a way to say we need to roll out this. HR something, something, something to remove gun ownership or to limit gun ownership or something like that. And so that's what comes to mind when I see all this. I'm thinking about what's their game plan down the line. And I think a lot of this refugee stuff is, is plays a part of that. And it's just not here in the U.S. And so what I'm going to do is put up a couple more articles here to basically let you guys know that this is an ongoing situation that's happening around the world. And I got some articles to share that here. And once I pull up here, so here's an article here. Uh, just, you know, some quick and simple news. Uh, the Philippines are ready to admit Afghan refugees, asylum seekers, 
you know, within their country as well. And then also we have, let me find another article here. We have one. Uh, let me find it. Let me get it. I got to get it. Give me one second here. But also I mean, the, the UK is also looking to provide some uh, support for the Afghan refugees. And so you have all these people going to develop nations around the world and they're all moving with, I would imagine with great hate in their hearts, given the fact that uh, they are wanting to cause as much chaos as possible. So here's the article here. It says the ministers plan to resettle Afghan refugees in Britain. And so this article talks about Britain possibly taking on, I think, closer to 10,000 or so. Um, give or take up to February this year, their scheme has set resettled 20,000 individuals within their country. And so this is how you destabilize a country. You in, invite foreigners into your homeland that has no concept of your morals, your values, or even respect for the foundations of your country. And you let them run freely and they will definitely tear some stuff up. And that's not me being, not being, you know, I guess well, I'm, not, I'm not even sure what kind of labels I can probably call myself, but that's just me trying to be real. Given the circumstance we're in where they're deliberately causing these issues to then displace these individuals that um, would want to do more harm than good, bringing their you know, issues to this nation here. And it's going to make everybody look bad because they're going to use the examples that they do in the streets as saying it's the American people when it's nowhere near. Um, let me see here. It says New York Red. It says Mike speaking like a white supremacist. <laughs> Uh, New York Red now. I'm just keeping it real, my friend. I'm concerned because you have you have people of any nation that comes into your homeland. That's like that's like inviting a stranger into your house. You you're gonna want them to respect and abide by your rules and live in, in accordance to how you run your household. And if you don't, you're gonna have a problem with that. And then what will you do? More than likely, you probably won't let a stranger to your house anyway. And so why are we letting strangers into our country? Seeking asylum or not, there's other places they can go. We can easily send them a one-way one trip towards another nation and just provide funding for them. And then that's not even the worst of it. I think I saw something last night that Biden's administration approved $500 million, if I'm not mistaken, to go towards uh, Afghanistan and, and reselling some things or, or doing something like that. So uh that's that's uh you know if that is what it is man and hey i'll, I'll be that king d said that's sexist mike <laughs> i just believe i just believe about i just believe in protecting the home base that's all you're being analytical mark <laughs> all right man let's keep it moving so uh just trying to be 100 man i'm feeling you but i agree with you 100 so that's just my biggest concern and so s400 says why not send them to israel hey I you know I, anywhere but anywhere but America when we already have our own issues we have more than enough we can't even take care of our own homeless in this country and of course the homeless environment is in, is created intentionally because most politicians don't want to touch that because there's no real solution to it when it's a systemic problem that starts at the very top with our financial structure and so they're not going to touch stuff like that uh, let me see. <laughs> Rusty says, how many bedrooms in Joe Biden's mansion? He, we can sleep a, a few refugees there. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. But yet question is, where is Mr. Biden sleeping at these days? Because he's damn sure not in the White House. I don't think. But anyway, let me keep it moving. A couple more articles here and then I open the phone lines. But I'm curious to get your thoughts on, on this subject matter. You know, do you see this refugee situation being a problem for 
us here and how that might paint a very bad light on people who are considered, you know, lovers of their own country. And the government will use this to include everybody within it. Uh, so low blood pressure says, ask and you shall receive silver. <laughs> LBP, man. Uh, you are silly, my friend. Thank you for the love offer. I appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. Uh, let me see here. So Ryan James says, feminist versus Afghan refugee combat. Okay. All right. So let's keep it moving. Uh, a couple more things here, and then we'll open the phone lines. And so, of course, the mainstream news happens to be all around Taliban. They're trying to make sure we stay bombarded with information there. But here's some things that there was a press conference today where somebody asked the military or the White House secretary, press guy, whatever, about all the millions of ammunition rounds and everything else that's been deployed and given to the and left in the U.S. left in Afghanistan. And the guy said, hey, we, we really don't know what we, we don't know anything about that. Like, we don't know what to do. So you had all these funds, all this ammunition, all this equipment being left there. It's good to say they have more than enough ammunition and probably war ready stuff to actually go go cause more problems so don't be surprised if the taliban there's an event led out of afghanistan supported of course by the powers that be to go start a war somewhere because if the u.s actually leaves behind a lot of the military ammunition and stuff like that they got i saw enough videos with guns and everything else where they can definitely go cause some issues in the middle east and you better believe wherever they might go they might go to israel anyway says taliban captures billions billions in u.s supplied military equipment so that's more than enough for them to start so basically after 20 years of supposedly defending uh the free world against you know extremists and radicalists labeled as the taliban uh here we are we've turned over billions to them not only have we occupied the afghanistan land destroyed their economy for the most part robbing it robbing them of their opium uh proceeds and then we leave there and left their so-called Taliban with billions of weapons to start more problems. Ain't that about something? That's just great. That's the American way right there. Anyway, more articles here. So here's something, a little question that was put up on Twitter that I thought was interesting. It says, why is the Taliban able to have a platform and tweet on Twitter? And so you remove the former president because his information was considered, you know, whatever they labeled him as. But then again, you got the Taliban chief of staff, you got the Taliban's press secretary, you got all these individuals associated with supposedly a terrorist group in Afghanistan. They just hijacked an entire country, supposedly, and they up here on Twitter posting them at the palace and the park. You know, they they doing all types of stuff. Is that not considered something that should be taken down immediately if all of this that we were being shown was real? Because if it's real. Then why would we why would we be giving the Taliban all this attention? I.e., the Taliban might even have some endorsements coming pretty soon. They may have some sponsors coming pretty soon. The way they're getting all this advertisement. But then once again, I bet that's the question: Why is the Taliban able to have all these platforms and tweet on Twitter? That's something that you know most people really wouldn't probably be talking about. But uh, yeah, it's good to say the Taliban over there they they getting paper <laughs> while the president fled in a helicopter taking as much cash as you as he could with him so uh very interesting but anyway here's another story here worth talking about and also i'll check in with the chat throw off some stories and we'll touch on them and i and this was early this morning i saw this one says new zealand enters a nationwide lockdown after new case was found but what make this story even more messed up 
is that they apparently only had one, one case. And so it says a snap nationwide lockdown at the highest level Tuesday night after a 58-year-old man from Auckland tested, he tested positive and they shut down the entire country. What type of stuff is this? So that lets me know that they were waiting for anything to shut back. And it probably helps given the fact that the people are very compliant. And if they didn't want to, there's nothing they can really do about it because they are they are not equipped with any arms to let their voice be heard or let their opinions be felt. But anyway, think about this. Another country on lockdown after one case. And they already got the protocol and the procedures. It's mimicking the things that happened last year. But here's a common thread. Why are all these nations right now using this current narrative of a Delta strand as excuse? It's just because they want to put more pressure to squeeze out the small businesses, the mainstream economy. And of course, unless you're labeled essential, everything else is shut down in the country. And of course, that does include all the corporately, all the corporately traded companies. They're all still open because they're essential. While your small mom and pops, they're non-essential. They shut down. Okay, we see where that's going. <laughs> Bless me. All right. So let me go through uh, another article here. So I, I noticed I noticed a trend. Somebody let me know if you notice the trend as well. Even though we got all this mainstream narrative, the economy, underlying economy is not necessarily doing as fantastic as they would want us to believe. And let me share with you a couple no headline stories. that just paints more of a picture as to how there's something brewing. It says retail sales dropped worse than expected. One point one percent in July as rising fears hit consumers. Now, here's the thing. I'm not sure. And I could be 100 percent wrong, but um, how many people are actually and of course, not probably not you guys, but how many people you really think are concerned with actually spending available currency to consume and the things that they use? We got a new iPhone coming out pretty soon and people, you know, there are all types of gadgets and gadgets that people probably would buy in normal time, especially in the summertime trips or whatnot. Not everybody's concerned and operating in fear. So is it that the the this current health situation is creating fears or is it that just the underlying conditions of the economy is not allowing people to spend as much or the economy has been so devastated over the last year that it still hasn't fully, fully, fully recovered to the typical consumption levels all the way across the board to where they're now using excuses such as this saying that retail sales are dropping. Or could it be that the sticker price on items that people usually buy, they're probably selecting different versions of them just because who wants to, everyone's looking for a deal these days. Not many people are actually willing to get robbed outright. So once again, concerns of consumer confidence is not high is what I'm getting at. So people may not be spending as much or curtailing their spending. And then here's another interesting article here that came out the other day, but it, it, it's making me mainstream news today. But Palantir, a software company, bought 50 million in gold bars in August as cash piles grows. And so Palantir is a software company. Peter Thiel, one of the uh, founders of, I think one of the founders of PayPal, along with Elon Musk, all that whole crowd. Anyway, they have been doing quite well, even though their co company hasn't been too profitable, but yet due to the stock market going through the roof, everybody who has a, a publicly traded company has been doing well. And so they've been taking some of these piles, buying back shares and stuff like that, and, and investing in startup companies that they sell software to. And then they also decided to get their weight up. And so this is big news to me, because when you have a publicly traded company that is admitting that they're expecting some type of an event sometime soon 
and they're willing to get out of cash to hold something that you can feel, something that has had historical meaning forever. Oh, let me know what's going on. But it is not. It is a different article here. But it says that they are willing to accept cryptocurrencies and they're willing to accept gold for their services. And so there was an actual quote here that I want to touch on if it's in this article here, but it, it listed as the reason why. And it was three letters. There's something like uh, something about systemic risk or some type of risk or something like that. But anyway, it's probably not in this article. But. Here you have a company, publicly traded company, accepting gold for payment. They accept cryptos and they accept gold, and they've got neither as of now, but they got $50 million sitting in a vault in the New England area that they have access to. And it's just, this is this is interesting because when's the last time a company has decided to get 100-ounce gold bars to protect themselves from what's coming? Oh, interesting. But then again, here's another article here. The Reserve Bank of India purchases a record. They purchased a record, not just your ordinary, you know, uh, you know, every 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 once in a month type of purchase. They they a record amount of gold. And so to the tune of 700 tons for the first time reported in August 2012. So here we have countries, central banks, nations, all the uber wealthy individuals actually doing things to get out of the dollar. What have you done lately? Would be my question. And then here's another little uh, something here. So I, this was like a little graph. I didn't even, I didn't verify, but it just looked interesting and timely. But it says, because I love science, somebody actually pulled up this little graph here. And it talks about from the initial viral pathogen hitting the mainstream until the alleged you know vaccine or cure came out after it took for the yellow fever. It was first discovered in 1900 and the vaccine was ready in 1935. That took 35 years. Polio was 1909, and the vaccine was ready in 1954. It took 45 years, and right on down. Influenza, 1933. It took 1945 to come out of the vaccine. That's 12 years. Hepatitis B, hepatitis A, rotavirus, HPV, HCV. And then look at the very bottom. Just last 2019, two years ago, what we're being told and they, they had one ready by the end of 2020 and apparently about six months or so. So you got 35 years, 45 years, six years, 46 years, 12 years, 59 years, 17 years, 25 years. And all of a sudden, six months to a year. And they want everybody to go out here and participate in that stuff. Uh, I guess if you trust the science, more power to you, people. But anyway. All right. So let's keep it moving, man. Vince Grant, appreciate you, my friend, for that love offering. It says nothing but love for our community. God bless, Mike. Thank you for uh, your work, my brother in Christ. Vince, man, I appreciate you for being a blessing as always, brother, man. Hopefully you can uh, connect with us. Uh, we'll do a little uh, hangout tomorrow night. So hopefully you can connect with us. Love to you know catch up with you, my friend. And uh, LBP, another offer says chicken wings, $7 a pound, empty spots all over. China closing down ports strategically to destroy the dollar. Bravo. <laughs> yeah, man, that's what's going on, man. So anyway, so I got more articles, but I want to hog the mic. Let's open up the mic. I'm curious to hear what you guys think. So give me a call. Phone lines are open. You know the number, 462-0027. We'll love to hear your voice. And uh, let me know what's in your mind. And I also want to make sure you guys, for those just coming in, I was talking about the whole refugee situation and how it's very likely that all those refugees will be brought into this country and released into the populace at some point. Those are the people I believe will be labeled as 
terrorists because they they more than likely they're coming over here with bad intent because 20 years of ravishing their country is good to say they're not happy right now with America. But anyway, hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Hey, Mike. How's it going? This is uh, Charles out of Atlanta. Charles, how you doing, my friend? What's on your mind tonight? Pretty good. I dropped an article inside the chat from uh, TexasTribute.org. Uh, they're planning on, they didn't give an exact number in the article, uh-huh. but they're planning on moving most Afghani refugees to El Paso, Fort Bliss. Yeah. They're going to put them on a military base in America, which to me is kind of insane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So I was going to say another thing. I was talking to my coworkers and I was kind of, you know, trying to explain to them like what the real reason was behind Afghanistan and how when we were in Afghanistan, even when we were in Vietnam, during Vietnam, heroin went to the roof because Vietnam had a high heroin you know, great with me as far as it grows. Yeah. And the same thing Afghanistan when the number one ingredient in opioids is, is heroin. Mm-hmm. When we went to Afghanistan for 20 years, we had an opioid crisis. Yeah. And I tried to explain to them, we can't afford to do wrong anymore. Uh-huh. The dollar has been canceled across the country, across the world. Yeah. And this is why China's coming in and capitalizing on the $3 trillion worth of precious metals. And the last thing, mm-hmm. I was in Afghanistan three times. Yeah. So three years straight. And there's plenty, there's, there's, there's plenty of opium Everywhere is like grows like wheat. Yeah. But there's also there's plenty of diamonds. There's plenty of uh, precious metals and rubies. All you have to do is ask, ask an Afghani for it and give them U.S. dollars, and they'll give you whatever you want. Yeah. I'm not saying I did, but I know a bunch of people who brought back raw diamonds and raw rubies, and they only paid a couple hundred bucks for them. This stuff grows in their backyard. Mm. So we missed an opportunity to really reestablish America through Afghanistan and build a cooperation with them. We both could have came up and became very wealthy, but American greed obviously got in the way once again. Yeah, and, and I I would assume that I saw some articles about how naturally rich the the, uh, the land is there outside of, the, of course, the drug game. But I would imagine, as I always mentioned, that I think the keys were turned over towards the east and China and the U.S. came up with some type of deal because we've always been given the illusion that we're at war with them. And they use, love to use the, the narrative of, you know, China's this, Russia's this. But they're working together, I believe, behind the scenes. Like the, the, the people who've taken over our government, they're they're slaves to the East and helping them set up this one belt, one road, which is, the I guess, the next world order figure. So I think China or uh, Afghanistan was strategically placed into the Taliban's hands as a scapegoat. But then China's stepping in right where we probably left off at to actually finish their uh, one belt, one road initiative. So I think it was done strategically, I would assume. My, I might that'd be my guess. So the U.S. basically, I mean, they, they, they were involved for the for the drugs at first, and they left everything else there, but now they got the vaccine pharmaceutical game, so they don't need that no more, I don't think. Exactly, and, 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 and the one thing nobody's really talking about, too, last month, uh, Biden went to Iraq and officially withdrew us from Iraq as well in the war there, so it's going on globally. Yeah. And, and I told him to explain to my coworker, he's like, oh, no, America's at rest. Let me explain something to you. History is always proven. When you start giving people money mm-hmm. like it's free, yeah, that means the money has no value. Oh no, that's not what it means. He argued me up and down like, no, America's taking his people. I said, no, America is trying to subdue the people so they don't really see what's really going on. Yeah, hey, good point, man. Appreciate you for calling and sharing that. Oh no problem. Have a good one. Yep, be good. All right. Um, yeah, good points there, man. Good points there. And so, yeah, I- I've heard lots of stories about you know the U.S. activity in the Middle East in general. How you know, military troops, not not majority of them, but enough of them never really respected the culture, the land. And we literally treated those nations like they were beneath us. And it showed. And I'd imagine, like I said, those refugees coming here, man, they remember all the dirt. They remember all the crime committed by the U.S. 
forces against their people. And those same people, they they don't they don't forget. I'd imagine 20 years of having their country ransacked in the name of liberating freedom and all stuff like that. When the refugees come here, man, you know, ah, yeah, man, it's no way you can come here because, you know, I, I'd assume they don't operate under the Christian idea of, of you know, turning the other cheek. So they like to get even, I think. Hello, caller. Which name are you calling from? Mike, Tony from Oakland. How you doing, TB, bro? doing good, my friend. What's on your mind tonight? One more time. One more time. God allowed us to be together. <laughs> hey, man, yeah. I think you're on point, but I think you need to touch on it a little bit more and look a little deep into it. Give it to me. Uh, about uh, what happened in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. They basically handed over the oil industry to China mm -hmm. uh, with that move right there because what China ended up doing is blocking off the uh, Straits of Hormuz. Mm -hmm. And that shuts everything down in the Middle East. Oh, All they man. have to do is convince Oman to come along on, on board, mm -hmm. and they can just move right, uh, move uh, uh, Israel right out the picture. Mm. Okay, they so got, they got to lock up. Only thing we're holding on to, keep an eye on Kuwait, because that's where that's where that's the only thing we're holding on to. Uh, Qatar is an easy uh, Qatar, Bahrain, they are easy targets to uh, to convince. Yeah. But once you shut down that the Straits of Hormuz, you got the oil industry. Mm. So, okay, so if all the uh, so this is all set up for the oil to be filtered out towards China. So, I would assume with all the US being removed from Iraq or whatever and I'm hearing there's, you know, 20,000 or 10,000 troops or somebody sent back to that region. So, are you, are you anticipating more of a cover up where they're going to have some military conflicts in that region outside of what's going on in Afghanistan to cover all this up? I, I don't I don't believe anything they're telling me. I don't believe that they're putting people on military base because there's too much of the world that can set these people and let them go. Mm -hmm. You ain't going to bring them to your military base and then have your military all up in the uproar mm -hmm. with these guys shooting them in the back. Yeah. I don't believe that. But what I do believe is that China with the Belt and Road, they set this up. Russia is going to be the new, uh, the, the new uh, uh, Saudi Arabia. Because mm. Russia, is, you recall, Russia was dealing with Saudi Arabia way back when, and Venezuela, yeah. and all these other countries, and we we're like, well, what's uh, uh, Russia doing over in Venezuela? Yeah, it, you watch Venezuela going to come back on the map, man. Mm. That will be interesting. That will be interesting because I know China, because we've talked about this before. But China, and Russia has a very, uh, very heavy uh, vested interest because they've lent so much money in exchange for that dark crude oil down there in Venezuela, and they got a presence down there, so. Uh, right. You, you, you remember when they had that meeting uh, uh, a while back and uh, uh, the uh, Saudi Arabia prince came in there. He was smiling and him and Russ was grinning with each other, giving each other high fives. And we were supposed to be at the table talking. Yeah. They, and then they and then that's when it turned around. And so then Russia said, what's up oil for five dollars a gallon? Yeah. That's how low we can go. And then the, after that, the oil, the oil hit thirty nine negative thirty nine dollars a gallon. Yeah. And they popped that right back up the next day. But you know, I think Russia is Russia is going to be the uh, the one to hold this, and not only that, they're going to cut off that corridor, and it's going to go around the Russia with the the the, the icebreakers that they have. Mm -hmm. They're going to send all the oil around the top side of Russia and break up that ice with the oil frigates they got. Mm, interesting stuff. Play man. that pipe. Yeah. Run that thing over to Germany. Run it to wherever. Yes. Keep your eye on that. Man. I, I will. And also, yeah, as you come across that stuff, put it in the Discord, man. I make sure to bring it up because, as I mentioned, it's about 20, 30 subjects. I can't cover them all. So I appreciate your help. <laughs> I got you. All right, man. Be good. All right, brother. Have yeah. a good day.
yeah, good stuff, man. And that's just another angle. I mean, that's the it's, it's all. I mean, oil game, the petrodollar system is already being destroyed. It's dead. And that's the whole idea of climate change going green. Like, what's the point in going green if you got oil? So obviously, oil is not a part of the equation for the next world order. So, um, yeah, so definitely keep us up to date, man. If you guys have articles or subjects, whatnot, make sure you join the Discord and put it in there so we can touch on it. Hello, Carl. Which name are we calling from? Hey, what's up, Mike? Pay me money back. Pay me money back. What's going on, my man? Man, I got a lot on my mind. We're going to make it short and brief. Uh, I mean, everybody keep talking about China, Russia. I mean, that sounds good. Everybody missing the main point. You see, you got to know all the politics. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you a question. Who is the number one controller of micro trips in the world? China. Taiwan. Okay. Asian, Asian region. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Give it to me. Okay. The whole point of this, the reason why Afghanistan, I've been to Afghanistan too, but the reason why everybody wants to get into Afghanistan so bad, they got y'all throw it off with the oil. Does mm -hmm. the oil play a big part? Yes. But the resources that Afghanistan have to keep microchips going, they have it has to come from Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. The minerals, everything that goes into computers, the chips and everything. So whoever controls Taiwan really is going to end up controlling everything. So to gain entry to Afghanistan and get the rest of the resources, that's whoever gets Afghanistan will get Taiwan. Whoever gets Taiwan will the world is moving to computers. Yeah. So yeah. that whoever gets mm -hmm. control of Taiwan will control the entire world. They'll get all the resources. You don't have to worry about oil if you get Afghanistan because mm -hmm. when you get all the minerals to make chips, you get everything. Now watch this. Now, now let me ask you a question. So I got on the screen here. And this is about more information that's not really been talked about. So thank you for bringing it to the table about China's activities surrounding Taiwan right now. So I got China conducts live fire drills near Taiwan as Chinese media warns Island that U.S. won't come to help in a war. So this is the mainstream narrative. And so Taiwan, if they're the manufacturers and the creators of the chip game, all of the raw material and natural resources come to them from around the world. So I'm assuming a lot of stuff imported from Australia, as well as the Afri African region and you name it. So is it that Taiwan itself and their ability to make this technology so important where they control the world or is a lot more underneath all that outside of the technology side of things you think? It's, it's both of those put together, man. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of stuff outside of it plus the control. Yeah. So it's, it, 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 it's, it's chess and you got people got to understand in order for this to be a world movement, mm -hmm. countries are going to play with, uh, be on the same team behind each other yeah. and go over and get the people who are not so smart. You got to understand when I was in Afghanistan, we opened up MREs, the little children, they didn't even know what batteries that go in our flashlight was. They didn't know what chewing gum was. Mm -hmm. So when you got the people of this level of education, it's, easily to manipulate an entire country mm -hmm. the one the two words that american people keep forgetting about and that's reverse psychology and if you don't if you are a mastermind of reverse psychology you can control anybody yeah yeah very true <sighs> another great angle appreciate you, Mike. i'm gonna let you go with that one appreciate you man another great angle right there appreciate you not a problem have a yep. good one yeah, so that that's and that's man and that's the 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 value of having so many well-informed individuals in the community to call in and share thoughts because there's 
Afghanistan piece of the puzzle. There's Taiwan piece of the puzzle. There's this piece of the, I mean, there's so many pieces of the puzzle. And, and, and I guess what we're trying to do is to put all this together so that we can better understand what's really going on because we're getting mainstream lies uh, being thrown at us to distract us and divert our attention off of the real issues, which of course everybody can you know know that it's all about this thing right here, the purchasing power of the dollar and where it's heading. We're heading right off the cliff right now. And once again, four more months left in this year and the federal reserve is the pressures on them to try to keep this narrative of recovery going as well as uh, I'm hearing about uh, Janet Yellen uh, talking about making some tough decisions, whether she's going to keep Jerome Powell or not. So we'll see if she's jawboning or, if she's just going to bring the Federal Reserve underneath the Treasury window <laughs> and uh, do everything in-house, what better way doing a great reset than to restructure the banking chart and everything else so that it can appear that the U.S. is back in control of things. But we'll see. Anyway, let's get some more calls. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Hello? Yo, yo, what's up, Mike? It's Tim from Hawaii. How's it going? Tim from Hawaii. I'm doing good, my friend. What's going on with you, my friend? Uh, just uh, just listening in. Uh, great stuff being uh, discussed, uh, per the usual. Um, I was uh, I've been hear hearing a lot about how there's a um, kind of like an old adage that's applied to Afghanistan, and that it's the centerpiece essentially of the entire Eurasian continent. And mm -hmm. it's like whoever has control, or at least perceived control of that region, mm -hmm. controls that half of the world. So, I mean, just along with the devaluation of the dollar, you know, and uh, all that other stuff, mm -hmm. I think it's uh, intentional passing of the torch to uh, an ideology mm. of totalitarianism. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, as the U.S. moves out, China is going to be moving in. And yeah. their communist ideology is, you know, uh, juxtaposed to at least what the perceived uh, values of the constitution have so mm. i think this is a deliberate act to remove uh the perception of the free world yeah. out of you know afghanistan and mm -hmm. then replace it with the totalitarian mindset and yeah to kind of like piggyback off of that i mean i don't want to like cut you off or anything but um the um just with the the chinese moving in mm -hmm. that's going to strengthen the the government control over the people mm -hmm. of the world as a whole. Mm -hmm. So uh, just with the, the whole jab situation and everyone needing to get juiced yeah. to participate in society now, yeah. it's going to create that totalitarian two-tier society where if you don't have your proof mm -hmm. of you know, getting juiced, yeah. then you're not going to be able to go to the supermarket or you're not yeah. going to be your, it's going to almost like go back to like a sus, uh, substance uh, type of lifestyle where you're not going to be able to specialize in one particular craft. You're going to yeah. have to fend for yourself in all aspects. Mm. Good points, man. I like that. Pass the baton, man. Hey, I appreciate you for calling and sharing your thoughts, my friend. Great insights. Thank you. Hey, no problem, brother. Yeah, be good. Uh, yeah, great thoughts, man. So as you were speaking, I pulled up just the results. So, of course, Af you know, Afghanistan as a country, from what we're being told, is completely taken over by Taliban. But it's good to say, despite all the obvious, you know, transfer of power into the hands of alleged terrorists there's still i'm sure regions and and people there that's doing pretty well but yet just not in the afghan currency and so it says afghan currency falls to a record as central bank royals markets 
And so just looking over the last year, of course, it was, of course, 77 to one uh, to their dollar or our dollar to their currency. But yet within the last a couple of months, especially as troops have left and Taliban has taken over, allegedly Central Bank, they've, they've literally probably robbed the country. I'm sure they take all the gold and stuff like that. The U.S. probably got all that. But anyway, so just look at the currency right now. So if you were stuck holding the Afghan, whatever was it called? The Afghan. Let me find out what note was the note call. Let me see. What's the Afghan note? Uh, the Afghan. I don't know what the note is. What is it? Afghan, uh, Afghani, the Afghani, <laughs> the Afghani is what it's called. Afghani failed as much as 4.6 on Tuesday to 86 per dollar. So it's good to say you don't have any purchasing power left if you're stuck holding the Afghani. And of course, that happens with the destruction of the currency, the country, you name it. The overall economy is tanking. So I'm sure it wasn't good prior to all this either. Anyway, let's get to some more calls. Let me uh, let me figure this out one second. I got some calls here, but I'm missing some as well. All right. Give me one second. Let me get this is glitching up on me. All right. So let me see here. All right. Phone lines ringing faster than I can answer. Give me one second. <laughs> Uh okay. Uh that's not showing up on the screen anyway, so we'll keep it moving. I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get the calls on here. I appreciate it. Here we go. Let's try to get this one. All right, here we go. Hello, Carlos. Where are we calling from? Uh Norman. I'm calling from North Carolina. All right, is this this is Bob, you say? Yeah. Bob, I how you got doing? a quick uh quick thing I want to throw out to you. Uh the reason why I believe uh the Afghan army folded up so quick is uh they got reports that a lot of them, these whole units were paid large sums of money just mm-hmm. to go home, just, just to go home. Mm. And uh, so, so everybody was wondering, uh, where did the Taliban get all this money from? Now, I spent three years in Afghanistan, and when I was there, the Chinese were already there. Yeah. So I believe mm. that the Chinese had paid the Taliban because they wanted the uh, U.S., anything to deal with the U.S. out of the way. Mm-hmm. Paid out, no bloodletting, no, you know, it looks good on paper, everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. Get the Afghan army out the way. They come in. Uh, Taliban, they don't care about the Afghan people. They were killing them anyway. Yeah. Chinese come in. And uh, as far as the, the precious metals over there, you, you have, uh, it's mainly what the world is looking for is lithium. Mm-hmm. And while I was over there, you could pretty much find lithium just walking down the road, just kicking it. Really? They don't have to dig for it. Really? It's like that. So, huh? Man, okay, that's a different perspective. No, no, that's real. I mean, I've never heard it like that. So, you know, based upon what you saw on, on the ground there, that's an interesting perspective, man. Thank you for sharing that. That's a good one. Wow. Yes, sir. Hey, appreciate you for calling, yeah, my night, friend. Sir. All right. Yeah, that's uh, good stuff, man. So, yeah, so it's great, man. It's one thing to hear it from the mainstream news, but it's another thing to hear from people who actually been there, had experience working, working and dealing with the people over there. Lithium is like that over there, huh? So definitely there's always more to the story. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Yes, sir. Good show tonight, Mike. A lot of information in Afghanistan. Learning a lot. Um, I do think that the this they're setting up the refugees now, if you want to call them that, mm-hmm. um, really just for a false flag attack mm. just to get us back into Afghanistan. Yeah. And as the uh, guy from Hawaii was saying, I think this is going to be like the uh, Patriot Act on steroids or on uh, juice. 
mm-hmm. just because of the social restrictions they're going to place upon us with mm-hmm. uh, COVID in addition to terrorism. I yeah. mean, they're probably bringing back these uh, Afghanis here. They've been awfully quiet throughout all of COVID. I mean, if they were so well orchestrated and already here, mm-hmm. um, COVID would have been a good time to hit us hard, given yeah. how you know militarily cohesive and uh, organized they are, and they've proven to be so in, in Afghanistan. So remember the sleeper cells and all that, that all just kind of went away. Yeah. Um, initially, they were very well orchestrated in here in early 2000, and that just kind of dropped off the radar, and now it just gives them the incentive to be put back into the limelight. And if you notice on YouTube, uh, initially, there were a lot of videos just on COVID that were sponsored by YouTube. Those all went away, and everything is now uh, Taliban, Afghanistan, <laughs> and uh, it's, I just it's yeah. going to be a false flag. And I think, again, as I noted last time, I really think it's going to be the East Coast again, New York, uh, Washington, and Pennsylvania. And I think the Pope coming to town is going to be a big event, and mm. uh, they really let the military set up in those areas and carry out operations under the guise of uh, protecting the Pope, large military presence in uh, all those areas. When the Pope was there, Mm -hmm. I was there as well. I saw uh, men with uh, machine guns carrying boxes into skyscrapers. So uh, Mm -hmm. you're looking at 9-11 redux, except a much larger scale and Mm -hmm. uh, Patriot Act on juice. So good stuff with everybody calling in. Yeah. Hey, man, appreciate you for calling in. Actually, while you're talking, I pulled up an article here. Uh, it says the Taliban now controls one of the world's biggest lithium deposits. So uh, that I did not know prior to you guys bringing it to my attention. So, man, great assets in the community. So appreciate you, my man. Likewise. Yeah, be good. Yeah, man. OK, so, yeah, we are we are learning right on the fly from the community, man. This is the people's talk. So I appreciate you guys for chiming in and sharing that, because that definitely just adds more insight as to what's really going on behind what we're being sold by the mainstream lies. So, yeah, interesting stuff, man. All right. Phone lines are open. Give me a call as well as those tuning in. If you have been enjoying the back and forth, as well as all the great insights from the community, hit the thumbs up button. Show your support for the channel. And uh, hopefully the algorithms would do us in favor and allow more people to, you know, find out about this information because this is to me this is more real news than anything else. Hello, Carl. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hello, Mike from La Jolla, California. It's William. William, how you doing, my friend? What's going on with you? Wow. Yeah, you got a show going on. I took notes as I went, but I couldn't keep up. Um, I wanted to. Uh, do you mind if I give you a 30-second blip on what I'm thinking is going on? All right, give me a quick 30 seconds. Just follow me. Go ahead. Give it to us. One of the reasons probably why we're leaving Afghanistan and serious, except for the oil there that Trump blurted out last year, mm-hmm. um, and um, Ukraine, which we, we paid off with the proceeds coming up on the Nord Stream 2, but mm-hmm. that's Rosnet pipeline is being allowed through to Germany, which is Europe. Mm-hmm. Heat. Rosnet, Russia is the biggest natural gas. Now we don't need a pipeline uh, tour through the Middle East to the to Europe and all that with our liquefied natural, or, you know, with our pipeline. Mm-hmm. And so that's been scrapped. Yeah. Ukraine's being paid off just a percentage off of the negotiated settlement that we did with Germany. So that we, you know, Biden will get paid off and his son and uh, Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, and that's about all I want to say. There's a lot more. But um, don't you think that we're leaving these places now? You know, we lost. Russia's got control of the airspace over Syria. Mm-hmm. 
for since 2016. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, they but yeah, Russia. So that's the thing. Russia's been uh, from our mainstream narrative. They've been they've been present all along in that region, and they've kept they've kept the U.S. from crossing those red lines that were established under Obama as well as even under Trump. I think if it was, when I'm mistaken. And well, so, uh, the last the last time, yes, thank you. However, uh, Russia was last in Afghanistan as the Soviet Union, and they were in there for eight years, and they were more evil than we were, if I might say that, just because they pesticided the arable cropland in the Helmut provinces. To this day, you mm-hmm. can't, for 100 years, you won't be able to utilize that unless yeah. you replace the dirt. And um, so when the, uh, the Taliban was lasting power after that, uh, when they kicked the uh, Russians out, main, uh, the, the Soviet Union out, basically because the Soviet Union collapsed. And have you seen Mr. Wilson's war? His girlfriend funded a $5 million congressional fund to give him the, uh, you know, the shoulder uh, uh, stingers. Nope, I did not. Yeah, so that was the Mujahideen that was fed it or partied out at uh, with with Ronald Reagan in 1986. <laughs> the okay. Mujahideen were the original Taliban, and then they became Al-Qaeda when we supported them against the CIA for uh, the database yeah. of fighters, and including Osama bin Laden. And Osama bin Laden was sick in a hospital with a kidney uh, failure mm-hmm. while 9-11 was taking place directly. And he's a Saudi. Yeah. And we only went into Afghanistan because we blamed the, the Taliban who had control of the government. And they were evil then. Yeah. They look like they've learned to meditate, don't you think? They look <laughs> at this as a negotiate. This release out of Afghanistan it was negotiated in 2020. Yeah. Where, where the U.S. was allowed to leave in 2021. Mm-hmm. And it was an inner Afghani uh, negotiation that was allowed till now. And then, look, we left our military was 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 disrespectful and so bad because they left Humvees and they rolled in. That was why they were so fast. We left them our forts, our Humvees, and only took out our complicated firing pins out of the heavy duty weaponry. Yeah. But we yeah. and you know that the militia in all the towns they had they had World War Two style weaponry. That's yeah. what we left our our local That's- militia. In Afghanistan. Well, so, hey, I'm just yeah. Let me go and get a couple that. more calls. But appreciate you calling and sharing insights, man. Once again, more valuable nuggets oh. in the puzzle. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for talking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good stuff, man. And speaking of which, uh, TB mentioned about uh, mining in Afghanistan, and it looks like there's a wealth of resources: copper, coal, gemstones, gold, iron ore, lithium, marble, petroleum, and natural gas, rare earth metals, uranium. And so Afghanistan has been a nice little uh, wealth of of resources that has been probably been pilfered over the last several decades. And it looks like the keys have probably been turned over to Asia with all these valuable resources. Yeah, man, good stuff, Tom. Appreciate you for bringing that to the attention. All right, let's keep it going. We go a couple more minutes, take a couple more calls, and then we'll get ready to dial back. Let me get this one. Yeah, hello, caller. Shane, we calling from? Hello. Yes, Mike. It's a little blood pressure, corpus Christi. How's it going? LBP doing good, my friend. What's on your mind tonight? 
Man, Mike, I don't know what the hell's going on. The world's upside down. <laughs> yeah, has anything ever really made sense, especially over the last year plus, man? <laughs> Look, I, I got an idea, Mike, but but you're gonna have to put like a tin foil all around your entire body for this one. Okay, I, I think at this current moment, it's not too much that can be said that would be considered completely crazy, given the fact we talk about UFOs and solar flare minimums and global heat and cooling war. So give us to give it to us, man. I, I, I can take. All it. right, you know, okay, you know Afghanistan, right? Mm -hmm. It's the real life Wakanda. It's technically advanced. You think it's all mountains? Once you fly in there, Mike, it's like <laughs> like twenty second century. Um, hey, looking at this, looking at this chart of all the natural resources that make that land probably extremely untapped, like they don't have the infrastructure or the financial capital has ever been invested in that country that we know of. So they're probably sitting on all types of stuff on the ground, which makes them a Wakanda type of rich. Yeah, that's definitely possible. <laughs> <laughs> But no, think about this. If we've been sold a lie for the last 20 years, especially that Afghanistan is like a third world country, the people there don't have this, they don't have that, they have domestic, the terroristic governments is corrupt. It's good to say that a lot of that land has been untapped apart from what we've been told or sold. So a lot of stuff is undeveloped and just waiting to be tapped into, or it already has been by China, by, by China as the one caller mentioned before. So it, you know, there's so much left out of these stories, man, that anything is possible to where they could literally be sitting on some stuff that changes the world type technology. I don't know, man. Yeah, In I'm Afghanistan. You, Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. Hey, man, appreciate hey, the call, my friend. Thank you for my call, Mike. Yeah, All right, bye-bye. Yeah. yeah, man. Like, you know, so that's yeah, – we've – so what we've been told about anything from – the curriculum we've ever learned in school, the news that we're given is all bought and paid for, given to us with an agenda. So everything we know, know is on the surface. And there's layers to all of this underneath to where we may not ever in this lifetime actually know what's going on. That's what fascinates me so much in trying to dive deep down these rabbit holes. Just because the more I hear cuckoo stuff, the more it's like, well, my, it, it could make sense just because if I know I've been lied to all my damn life, then anything else does not a part of that lie could probably really be truthful. Hence the idea of people being called conspiracy theorists. Maybe it's just a deciphering of a truth and a lie because in the middle of that, something does make sense. Um, my alternative says, Mike, you are not going to do the face to face thing anymore. I wanted to do it. I, I would like to do it, but then I realized if I end up doing the face to face, invite people on the screen, then we'll like that just the two times we did it. We'll go, hour and a half almost two hours and that's like a long time to be streaming online because after a certain amount of time the attention span everybody's attention span just dwindles down ideas is not as sharp so what i what i look to do and what i've always been doing because we, we literally off air we do our you know we do an hour and a half two hours easy talking about a little bit of everything unfiltered so i've usually saved those for the patreon so i'm gonna probably stick to that or probably do some type of other way of getting people involved but it's great to be able to connect face to face and hear from people, meet people from all across the country or all across the world. So that's one thing I've enjoyed doing. So uh, but yet for those that are interested tomorrow night, I'm going to do at 930 p.m. off air. And then the Patreon members, if you guys are interested in joining me face to face and we talk about a little bit of everything, feel free to join us there and uh, and we can do that, do it that way. So anyway, as I get ready to dial back, just to give people some information as to what's going on. 
Uh, as always, it's been great to connect. If you enjoyed the back and forth, hit the thumbs up button. And as far as this whole refugee situation, time will tell. But it's good to say all those people have been brought to this country. They're not going to stay on those bases. They're going to be let go. And there's and like the callers mentioned, we're being told it's bases. But yet, I don't really think that's going to be the case after all. So they could literally fly them in and drop them off at your local airport. And all of a sudden, you see busloads of people through your city people who don't look like they from around your neck of the woods you may they, they might be from you know the middle east and so i've definitely i've seen care of what i think is a caravan at a walmart in metro detroit and the bus stopped in the parking lot at a walmart and i parked as well happened to be there at the same time and it was a tour bus, like a big city charter tour bus and everybody who got off that bus was speaking spanish and this is not stereotypical, but yet typically to me, they're all relatively short. They were all short and speaking Spanish and they were walking in a Walmart. And based upon just me observing them as I was walking next to them, listening to some of them speak, I can understand a little bit. And then people were like, they were like, and they were like days, like, man, like what, look where we're at. Like, and I'm like, Are these people from Mexico. So this is like a last about a year, two summers ago. And I'm thinking like, man, these are probably the caravans that they're letting into the country and they dispersing them all across the country. And somehow, some way, a bus ended up in Metro Detroit. I'm thinking, like, man, that's a long drive. But if you're really escaping conditions and beneath their border, Honduras, Guatemala, that's you know real dire. Yeah, being in America, you'd be like, wow, like just because we have more than everything we need up until this point, but those things are changing. Uh, Mark <laughs> uh, says, Mike, everyone is probably short compared to you. Uh, for the most part, yeah. For the most part. <laughs> All right, man. So let's get it down back. And as always, uh, let me give it a share. I, d- I didn't do my original intro, but for those that are interested in connecting off air tomorrow night, face to face, consider becoming a member of the Patreon gang. You can hang out with us tomorrow night. And then also for those that are interested and want to support the channel outside of just your typical, um, just your typical, you know, uh, Patreon support or whatnot, consider purchasing some of the items here so of course we got the get your weight up medals once my screen most of my screen refreshes you guys can see what's here but take a chance go to the store and support the channel via the medals or the shirts or whatnot so we got three beautiful rounds there and actually got the fourth one coming it's, and it's i'm quite proud of it so these are just collector's pieces man that are one of a kind if you guys are interested so and then also for those that might be new to the channel we encourage you to go to rethinkingdollar.com and go down to the bottom and uh, test your dollar IQ. See where you stand at. 10 quick questions that can really get you to rethinking some things. So anyway, people, with that being the case, get ready to dial back. And as always, you know how we do it. want to end on some good news with the good word. And ultimately, tonight was a good you know, r- rendition of what is possible for the future. We got these refugees coming. We got the decaying of the economy, lockdowns, shutdowns. Of course, a continuous pandemic to get everybody participating in this global experiment. But at the end of the day, we still have the ability to choose and to let our voice be heard and to resist and stand up and take action against the what looks like the evil oppressors. That's basically the best way of putting it, because we're not being given outright choices other than having to reclaim or t- or or stand on the fact that we're not going to go down that road or going to participate in those activities. And that's our God given right, just because that's why we were created with free given a voice, given an opportunity to speak because we are God's creation. And that's how things are, man. And I'm not going to let anybody stand between me and what's mine, which is my right to choose. And that's what I'm going to live with. I'm going to ride with that one. But that's just me. 
But anyway, the Lord is still on the throne, man. I'm putting my trust in him and uh, he's never let me down to this point. And I'm still counting on him to do that moving forward. So Lord willing, we'll all get a chance to continue to press forward. And of course, beyond all this craziness, there's always an abundance of opportunity based upon how you're looking at things and what you're looking at. Right now is the best time to be a blessing to people because somebody somewhere could use some words of encouragement. They can use a, a monetary blessing, perhaps, or they can use just a, a, a shared network connection. Somebody you might know to connect them with that could be a blessing to them. So uh, let's continue to do good, man. Give and do the best we can in this day and age. And of course, God would take care of the rest. So that being the case, we're going to end on a little bit, of, a little bit of prayers always for those that are tuned in. I see uh, somebody says XRP Bible, <laughs> 100%. Appreciate you, man. But anyway, for those that are believers or not, it's all fine and good. We're family, man. And hopefully we're rooted and grounded in Christ. And if we are, you know, then, you know, eternity is our home and we're going to be all right. So anyway, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to gather this evening. We just want to lift up the name of Jesus Christ to magnify you as Lord and Savior. We thank you that your kingdom reigns supreme. And we just thank you, Father, for the opportunity to be able to navigate these choppy waters and have people share their experiences as well as just their walk of life, Lord, and helping us put the pieces of this puzzle together to navigate us, to keep us informed and keep us one head, one step ahead of the enemy, Father. We just thank you that your spirit is active right now. Your power is ever present, Lord. We thank you for ministering angels that watch over us and keep and protect each and every one of us from hurt, harm, and danger. And Lord, we just ask you to encourage us in our spirits, Father, to wake up tomorrow morning, to give it our very best in everything we do. Let us be a blessing and help advance and further your kingdom. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right, people. That is all she wrote. Uh, let me see here. It says, uh, Mike looks like he's speaking to one of them cheap Walmart lamps. <laughs> <laughs> so i appreciate you man anyway for those tuning in man all the information you need is down below i encourage you click the link join the discord page share articles share videos and we hang out there talk throughout the day you'll always uh, be able to engage with the audience directly and then of course the telegram is where i share articles and stuff throughout the day trying to make sure everybody's connected so that in case we are unplugged from youtube we can reach out to you directly and get, and get connected back on another platform but anyway be blessed, be safe, and I will see you guys on the flip side. Peace.